Hello and welcome. Scare track. Scare track. Scare track podcast. Welcome to the Scare Track podcast, the UK's first podcast dedicated to the scare attraction and haunted house industry. However, please be advised that we have no censor. The language used may be of an explicit nature and is not intended for younger listeners or the easily offended. All views expressed are those of the individual host and do not necessarily reflect those of ScareTrack, our guests or any of our associates. So, if you're still here, let's get scared. So this is where our adventure begins. Oh my god! Faith Monroe is screaming. Spoiler alert, freaking awesome. <laughs> quality of the set was amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of the Scare Trap Podcast. This is a discussion review episode and I'm joined by Scare Trap guest host Polly Allen. Polly, how's it going? Oh, it's going good, thank you. We are in full swing of the best time of year. So, Defo. like many people, I'm extremely happy right now, enjoying myself thoroughly. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've uh, just visited Doncaster Fear Factory and we've put up a, a mini Polly's Pocket review, which are back. Um, we've already done Passos del Terror, we've done uh, Doncaster Fear Factory as well, so you can check those out all over on our socials. Um, but we thought, you know, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to go to Doncaster Fear Factory, unfortunately. Fingers crossed I might be able to get there later in the season. But the fact that you've been there, I thought it's a perfect opportunity to get you on the podcast and to uh, give it a discussion review, like I say. So um, I bet it was good to be back at a screen park because it must have been ages. Oh, yeah. It was such a good feeling, honestly. I mean, because 2020, I did have some stuff planned, but obviously with lockdown and everything, um, the area where I live had gone into tier three, kind of right around this season. Um, So that sort of derailed a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, 2019, I think, is the last time I was in anything remotely uh, remotely like this because we we went into uh, we started off the season with passage obviously like you mentioned with yes, the yeah. with the pocket size reviews which was great but like there's nothing like being in the screen park is there like oh, this absolutely. time of year it's just fantastic so yeah it was so so nice to be back at one absolutely and uh, don Caff- and Doncaster Fear Factory. I know, I think they were about a couple of years ago, but in a, a small, a far smaller scale at a different location and whatnot. So this year really is their proper first main year of having a full big screen park, uh, scare attractions, roaming actors, uh, scare zones. So, um, so what was it like when you first arrived? What was the sort of atmosphere? What's the kind of layout of the event? Is it multi-part? So you do one after another or can you choose which one you want to do like a Tully's? What, what kind of event is Doncaster Fear Factory? Well, I was pleasantly surprised by that actually, because when we, when we first got there, I was so impressed by like the entrance facade, by the way, you might've seen a lot of people on social media having their pictures taken in front of it. It's just gorgeous. It's Mm. really well lit. It really kind of gets you in the mood and then you step in. And what I didn't realize is so much of it is kind of uh, like woodland area. So it's quite dense woodland with paths kind of weaving in and around. And I wasn't sure whether we would have to follow a set path or whether we could kind of explore it more at our leisure, you know, like you say, kind of pick and choose what you want to do. So I was quite pleased to find out that 
even though I think there is a kind of suggested order in which you might do the mazes, it is up to you at the end of the day. So you can go around in any order you like and they'll just tick off on your little card, you know, which mazes you've done, right. uh, which ones you've done already. Awesome. And I was pleased by that because I love the like woodland paths so much i'm banging on about these i have seen trees before honest (laughs) but there's just something about like the way that they were lit Mm. they lit them beautifully and it's so atmospheric walking through the woods at night like i just can't get enough of that yeah um so i was really pleased to be able to kind of pick and choose that order because it meant that i could just wander around look at the trees just enjoy the atmosphere so yeah just what you'd expect really people screaming off in the distance uh, chainsaws going off in the distance all that good stuff to yeah. to really kind of get you in it in the mood when you arrive yeah all the stuff that we know and love and have very much dearly missed and uh looking at the social media posts as well it like, like the, the photo you sent us of you at the front of the entrance and just the lighting as well in some videos they've shared on their social media it does look like a very pretty part like a, a, i'm going to use the word natural because like you say it's all in the woodland and stuff it looks like a very natural park like um all yeah. the trees the lighting the bushes just the way it's set it's it's not on just a plank of concrete is it it's in a nice little setting that's right yeah absolutely and i think the the na- the mazes are kind of nestled in really well mm. um same goes for the scare zones the, there was actually the uh advertised as two scare zones um there was there were so many uh roaming scare actors um that at one point, I wasn't sure whether I was in a scare zone or, right. you know, they were just out and about kind of thing. Um, but that being said, there is a scare zone in there that does have quite a lot of theming. Um, so when I entered that area, I was like, OK, I'm, I know I'm definitely in a scare zone now. I can right. I can see the theme. I can see what they're going for. Um, and again, they've made that work really well with the trees and the path and they've integrated it all really nicely. Um so yeah, but yeah, there's the, so many roaming actors around, honestly, and they're they're very engaging, very interactive, and uh, they really kind of keep it keep it going between mazes. Not that you would get bored, but they kind of, of keep the mood going, keep the tension going, uh, and keep you laughing as well. But they're really funny, That's really good. interactive. So, yeah, good. that was. It is nice well. to have a nice mixture, isn't it, of scares but laughs as well. And and don't get me wrong, you can go to places and 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 there's some places that don't have a, have a huge street team, but you you have a great time in the haunts anyway. So it's great. But when there is an awesome uh, atmosphere with actors and queue lines and in just gen- general areas, it really does, I feel, sort of boost an event to another level. So um, it's great yeah. that they've put a lot of. Uh, a lot of resources into that as well and along with two scare zones as well D- did you want to talk uh, just briefly about the two scare zones before we get into the three mazes yeah absolutely so yeah as i say one of them i'm not too sure if it was <laughs> scare zone. but um but yeah certainly certainly very atmospheric i don't want to give too much away in terms of um what was what was in either scare zone really um with with one of the scare zones um as i say it it had quite a bit of of theming we'd got sort of like road signs dotted around and sort of debris um and uh there was like um got a little smoke machine as well just like pumping out the mist mingling with the trees so that's that's all good stuff um there was something actually um, with one of the scare zones, but it kind of links back to a point that I want to make about the whole park. Mm-hmm. So I might revisit that later if that's okay. Yeah, 100%, um, absolutely. 
abs but uh, but yeah no ov- overall it was but because you can kind of roam around you know we were able to you know you can go back through those scare zones it's not like as i say it's a set path where you're going in a circle and then you're finished we found ourselves walking back and forth between these zones many times so in a way that's kind of like really feel like you got your money's worth yeah <laughs> yeah just one's over it doesn't mean you have to be gone from that you can go back if you want through those scare zones so that's nice perfect perfect and that's good it means you can totally just go at your own leisure and uh like you say just keep wandering through again and get get a bang for your buck really yeah definitely definitely awesome excellent so um so let's talk about the the main features then so doncaster fear factory they advertise three separate scare attractions but i understand they kind of all have a an a an a story all mixing together is that right they do yeah they do it's it's interesting actually because it, it's nothing like what i expected and i don't know what i expected really because mm. I, I deliberately kept myself in the dark for this one um i hadn't read anything i don't know what the mazes were called i didn't know what they were themed to for all i knew it could have been i don't know clown maze hooded maze harris vent strobe maze extreme maze (laughs) i had no idea could have been anything um but yeah what i wasn't expecting was this kind of overarching theme that connects them um as i mentioned in my uh in my kind of mini review Mm. they have all got a very distinctive theme they you know they've each got their own thing going on but the overarching narrative very much seems to link to this idea of uh you know the consequences for defying the will of nature mother 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 nature kind of fighting back really and and uh, and that kind of vengeance um so yeah it's um it sort of materializes in different ways yeah um but i just think that's you know it's a really interesting concept to have them tied together in that way Absolutely. but also bring in a lot of attention to something we would all do well to listen to yeah um it's taking a so, lot of boxes uh, think, isn't it yeah no it is it's exemplary really because you know, you get it in horror films a lot where people will use the the platform, that, that genre, to speak about a certain topic, something that's important to them. No reason why you couldn't do that with scare entertainment. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fair play to the team. Quite a brave and bold move as well, not only to have a, a kind of an underlying statement of it all, but there's not ve- there's very, very few places that I know around the world even that have a, an, a, like a whole story arc narrative as such. Um You know, I can think of Traumatica at Europa Park and uh, everyone knows that I'm going to use that as an example because I love it so much. (laughs) Um, But anywhere else, I don't think there is. I I, I suppose um, you could argue that uh, Fear at Avon Valley in their uh, section with Evita Nova and X4, they sort of created the New England area and they sort of connect together. So I can see it happening more. uh, But fair play to Doncaster Fear Factory as as well for for their proper sort of big first year as well. Um, that's That's pretty cool, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And as I say, I think there is a a sort of suggested route through the mazes that you might want to take. I didn't feel a sense of story progression as such. Um, So, you know, I did the mazes in a a kind of different order to to what seems to be suggested, but I didn't feel like there was any kind of story that that was out of order um, as a result of that. It it was, as I say, it's more just the overarching theme that connects them all, really. Um, but uh, the first maze that I experienced was uh, Eden, mm-hmm. um, which I think actually is, is is the suggested starting place as well. Oh, perfect. Um, and as I said, I mean, I won't, you know, don't won't go into loads of detail about the specific things that are going to happen. You know, what's waiting for you behind every corner, because that's just gonna it's just gonna ruin it. But um, 
but I will say I was very impressed. Um, this one's kind of largely outdoors. What struck me the most about it, it's got some hugely talented scare actors in there right. um, in terms of kind of the way that they are moving their bodies, timing their scares. There's tons and tons of kind of scenery, debris strewn, like strewn about, places for them to hide um and uh and, and things like that 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 really kind of enables them to to just time that scare perfectly for as you're walking through nice. um but uh but really you know what what stood out in that one there was a very kind of conversational moment um with a, a scare actor who was talking to us about this community this this eden community that's now unfortunately a bit of a post-apocalyptic nightmare mm. uh their crops are failing they're they're falling ill to to some mysterious disease they've got like lesions on their bodies that sort of thing and and he's begging us for for help you know what can you do to help us and it was so engaging so yeah. engaging it was it was and quite moving you know wow. it, the, this guy yeah the, the fear in his eyes it was really cool so i really enjoyed that that really that really stood out but the general look and feel of it as i say with everything kind of dotted around the path mm-hmm. this kind of this it what was once an idyllic community in ruin really really well done really well done and yeah some as i say some super talented scare actors in there you know big love to them because they they got me <laughs> they got me good <laughs> awesome and you say this is an outdoor maze so you suggest that that it's probably better when it's you know dusk has fell and it's quite dark yeah for sure i don't know um i'm not sure what the earliest entry time that you can get for for the park is but that is worth bearing in mind because yeah that's that's pretty much that's mostly an outdoor one so you know if you are kind of getting there around sunset just you know probably think about making sure that one's dark for maximum effect yes absolutely absolutely well saying that though it's it is mad how i mean the only comparison i can make i, I guess more, most recently is uh toxic junkyard or Thors and towers um yeah daytime and nighttime it's it feels like a completely different maze but i got a better run through in the daytime uh, which is oh, bizarre, really? yeah. This was last year. This is going back to 2020 now, but just a, a random yeah. sort of a offshoot to an example. But um, but yeah. So I'm sure if you did go through it through the daytime, you're still going to get some decent scares. But sometimes with, especially with like you say, the atmosphere within the trees and the woodland sort of thing, that nighttime is definitely best for for this first attraction. Yeah, possibly. Although touching on the point that you made about like, you know, the daylight, there's a lot to see with Eden um, mm. in terms of, as I say, like this this little community that they've created, um, that there is a lot to see. So, you know, maybe maybe do well to have a look. You might even get more out of it, like you say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so it sounds like you started off with a bang and a, a great, like you say, not even just a, a, a good attraction and, and a scary attraction, but quite a moving one as well. So uh opened your eyes quite early on which is great uh, what was that what was next polly well we went into the chasm next okay. which i think is uh more suggested that you would leave till the end mm-hmm. again i'm just kind of going off the website here um and i wonder whether that might be because it's very intense right, um <laughs> so uh so you know kind of ending the night on that level is uh is, is always cool yes. um but you know absolutely fine for us we sort of wandered over there and uh and the, the queue wasn't too big so we thought yeah let's let's give this one a go um and i I'm feeling that it might be my favourite uh, of the uh, of the night, to be honest. Okay. 
Um, because it is it is intense. I mean, I should mention for this goes for all the the mazes. Um, they they will touch you. Um, you know, it's not the what you often get is don't touch them. They won't touch you. That sort of assurance. But right. none of that here. Um, they they will they will touch you, and um, that that does add to the intensity. Honestly, it does. Yeah, of course. Um, but not so much with something like Eden because it's it's kind of more open feeling. Uh, the chasm we've got a lot of claustrophobic environments. Um, the idea is that you're going underground. Um, I believe the uh, the the theme here was that you know we'd been kind of digging underground and uh, and hit upon some a, a mysterious gas right. that uh, that was having a, a pretty undesirable effect on people. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, the idea that you're going underground, obviously you, you want darkness, claustrophobia, all that, all those kind of feelings, lots of kind of tunnels and, and squeezy bits and all that good stuff. So I think, you know, when you add in, you know, people kind of grabbing at you in that scenario, in, in that environment, it is quite intense. Yeah, big time, it um, sounds it. Yeah, very much so. I uh, it's got a, it starts off with a bang, great setup initially, um, and then it kind of moves into this into this very nightmarish scenario. I will say, great misdirection in there. Okay. Um, I uh, I always fall for it. <laughs> you know, uh, there'll be there'll be a scare actor or something going on, and uh, and someone's getting ready uh, to to kind of get you from the other side, or you know, yes. however the setup is. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got a big one. Oh, that's good um, though as well. That's yeah. good that they've taken the time out to not just go right. You scare there, you scare there. The fact that they've really—it's co- it's basically a choreographed scare, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I, I think it's—I really appreciate stuff like that because you know, as much as I'd like to think, you know, that want to make sure that all guests have a good experience, that all guests have a good scare. It's not an exact science, you know, let's face it, you, yeah. you know, you're kind of going to be com- coming from a certain point at a certain time. It might be that the person at the front of the group has got most of the scares. That'd be a shame, but it's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's not an exact science, but when you are taking the time to set up something like that with, with misdirection, I think that's a real skill. Agreed. I really appreciate that. Definitely. So I uh, again, you know, big big love to to the scare actors doing a great job in there. Uh, I'm, it's um, I'm yeah. definitely I'm I'm sensing a theme of a quality acting team at Doncaster Fear Factory. Like, yes, like absolutely. From outside yeah, to I, in these mazes to the choreographed scares that they've uh, they've it seems like they've really trained their actors up quite well. Yeah, absolutely. And thinking about hitting on those different notes as well. So of course, you know. To scare somebody, that's a basic pattern of tension and release. You know, tension, 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 bang. Oh, God, scared. Yes, you know, yes. that's really is that simple, If you know, to, to scare somebody. Um, but then when you're bringing in these kind of theatrical elements as well, as I mentioned, you know, the moment in Eden where we're having the conversation, um, even that wasn't one note, not to bring it too much back to Eden, but, mm. you know, it's not just somebody stood in front of you like, help me, help me, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's got levels to it. You know, it it, it, it builds. Um, so to have a team of scare actors that can pull off these kind of scares, uh, to, to have these tactics like, you know, like a bit of misdirection um, and to be able to to handle the more, you know, narrative theatrical stuff, it, it's just fantastic. It's, it's really 
really good range. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You're making me really jealous that I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> so, I, 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 but they are running. I think they're running every night from like on Halloween week. So I might be able to sneak up one day just to check it out. Um, cause yeah. It sounds awesome, and like you say, that that uh, uh, chasm seems pretty intense. I, I'm I am loving getting through these intense scare attractions again, especially considering last year was very much scare from a distance. Um, sure, so it's sure. it's nice to be able to yeah. go. I mean, I went through my my first claustrophobia tunnel again a few days ago, and it's got to be a few years since I've done one of them. And it was just one; it felt strange, but two, it felt like home. <laughs> it was like, yes, yeah. it's back again. Um, I can imagine that's really nice. That yeah, I'd not thought about that. Yeah, because I suppose with with not really doing much in twenty twenty, scares at a distance. Of course, it makes sense, but I'd not yeah, I'd not really thought of that. So for you, that must be especially nice, kind of getting back into those environments as as they're intended to be. Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and then um, your finale maze, your your third attraction. Let us know a little bit about that. Yeah, so this one was, I mean, uh, Y-A-N-A on the website. I'm going to call it Yana. Yeah, I think I'm it's so, Yana, yeah. So, that's fine. I was like, I don't know how to say it, and I feel terrible. I feel like I should have checked. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it Yana. I think it is. Um, I think, yeah, it's kind of, uh, as I say, on the website, That's the, it's kind of mentioned in the middle. We we left it to the end. Mm-hmm. Um Really good, really good. Uh, this one's kind of touching on uh, government experimentation. and things yes things going on and the kind of effects of that um this uh really great theming in this one anything that that i'm getting the sense of like any kind of medical facility and i just Mm. i just get very freaked out that that's the that kind of theming for me always scares me a little bit um so i when we kind of got into the first room of this one i was like oh no i'm scared i'm I'm very i I do scare easily i think i think that's part of the fun though it's fun to be scared isn't it that's the whole point you wouldn't do it if we didn't but but yeah they always exactly i agree but they do always get me the worst Hmm. um and uh yeah with this one i think that the standout thing for for yana um really was it, it had so many different elements mixed in of uh sort of like scares coming from different kind of different directions a mixture of more actor-led bits different set pieces stuff that you just walk through it it sort of was a bit of everything um but i think that's really important because i do like it where things change up on you um you know you'll walk through one or two rooms and you'll think wow amazing props in there and that there were i really like how they'd how they'd kind of decorated their scenes and set pieces really cool props it, it, it really had a, a really interesting look to it and you, you know you're walking through and you're like oh yeah I get, I get the vibe I get the vibe and then next thing you know you're being pulled in a completely different direction it's going to stand in there or you know you're going to stand in here and it's going to be completely dark completely claustrophobic and completely different to everything that preceded it just keeps you on your toes doesn't it oh big time definitely and and that's what's so great about these attractions is that it can just give you so many different sort of uh, emotions and, and thoughts and feelings but when there's an attraction that can really just keep you on your toes that you're nervous around going every corner that you don't become sort of nonchalant of just walking i'm yeah. going through i'm going through it those sort of attractions are um th- they can be difficult to create as well that's why i think some attractions can be uh, too long or or too short you need to get like a right balance of length as well and and obviously yeah. it's the it's the quality not 
not quite the quantity if that makes sense so um, yeah no, ab- absolutely it's a delicate balancing act really isn't it because mm. yeah like you say you, you don't want to get too comfortable because even stuff that seems really scary initially if you just keep it at that level and don't add any more elements you know and just keep it going you know you it's not to say get bored but you get comfortable you know those levels of tension do drop a little bit absolutely but you add something new into the mix and you're like oh god this this room is completely not what i was expecting yes adding yeah. in that little element of of the unexpected um i think is uh is always uh is always a winner yeah what was interesting with yana though it had there were kind of two the first two scenes were very similar um, it almost felt like you know you might have like a briefing like you, you know your briefing scene um, just to kind of set the scene of what's going on um, sort of felt like we had two of those I wasn't sure what what was uh, what was going on um, we sort of had the initial bit it, it, it might be to be honest it might be that they just needed to stall a little bit to be honest you know depending on what was happening with the groups um, but yeah um, I feel like the the second what felt like the second briefing room because as i say there were two quite similar scenes um that one i got was quite excited initially and then when we got into the second one it was quite brightly lit mm. um which you know it's okay yeah. but i think you know if, if if you darken that up a little bit you're going to be more aware of the corners you know of, of what's what's of kind of going on in there there was a there was a tv screen as well in there so that you know that's going to be a light source anyway absolutely you know? um I, I just yeah for some reason i remember it being not like totally bright but i, I remember thinking it, it could have been a little bit darker to be honest the same sort of goes for the for the first scene um but things get plenty dark as you progress through it so nice. you know it's not not really a problem but yeah very intense very intense finale um great soundtrack that was actually one of my favorite things about it oh sweet um the the soundtrack towards uh towards the end and again you know i've kind of outlined that it's sort of like medical facility vibe mm-hmm. but you know as as i'm sort of hinting at it, it's bringing in different environments and you know talking about a soundtrack you might think what what's what's that soundtrack <laughs> going to be like but, uh, it, it really it, it's really cool it, it really kind of very energetic very energetic okay. ending to it so I'm I'm actually quite glad that we ended on that one. Yeah, no, it, sound, it, it sounds epic. It sounds awesome, especially with an awesome soundtrack at the end. It, it like some attractions when the finale can have a completely different sort of soundtrack towards compared to the rest of the maze. It always gives it a different dynamic, and um, yeah. and a, a soundtrack can can it can make an attraction what it is, can't it? Really, I think people underrate Absolutely. music within the industry for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think if used properly, it can really give a nice energy, and and I think mm. you know it perfectly well placed in this. Um, it just gave it that little that little bit of edge. Um, so yeah, no, I'm very pleased that we that we ended on on Yana. Um, it's uh, it was really high energy ending, um, and uh, as I said, it just had a little bit of everything, which yeah. I really appreciated. Perfect, perfect, awesome. Sounds like you've had uh, an awesome night. Have you got any sort of uh, final thoughts or? key moments that you particularly enjoyed anything that you changed like you've always already mentioned that you'd maybe make elements of that attraction a little bit darker um but were there any key points on the night that you'd like to finish the episode on yeah i think and it, you know it's wouldn't want to end on a on a negative as such it, it's yeah. not really it's, uh, it's it's not really a negative but it was something that struck me you know as as i was making my way through um talk about chainsaws right Mm -hmm. i love chainsaws yes i love them we all do you know 
they're loud, they're effective, they really do the job. Absolutely. Um, a lot of chainsaws at Fear Factory. Right. A lot of chainsaws, right? And that's, you know, that, and as I say, I like them. You know, that's it's not a problem in and of itself. But I think when you've got a lot of that going on, there's always a risk that the chainsaw might become, uh, like, it might be like a bit of a crutch almost. Yeah, no, I see like, what you mean. Yeah, it's it's sort of like becoming, you know, this is this is my thing. And then if you're in a situation where the chainsaw isn't playing, um, which which unfortunately did happen, you right. know, it, it, you know, it's, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. Occupational hazard of a chainsaw, man. Exactly, isn't it? exactly right. Yeah, but you, don't, I suppose, you don't want to be in a position where you use them so much that when one fails, somebody just doesn't just doesn't know what to do like without it yeah do you know what i mean I to, to be able to kind of roll with that and perhaps improvise um you know when you've gotten used to the chainsaw doing that job for you you know and scaring your guests it, all of a sudden that's unexpectedly taken away yes i think yeah. that's the only the only downside to potentially being over reliant on them i'm not saying that fear factory was over reliant i'm just saying that you know it, it could stray into that territory if you're not careful of, of it becoming a little bit of a crutch um but uh, but you know chainsaws as they are, I've got nothing nothing against them because they just it doesn't matter how many how many chainsaws you hear. It's always it's like the sound of the season. Do you know what it, I mean? It when really is. Them. To be fair, isn't it? Yeah, it is the sound of it the is. season. Absolutely, it is. It's fantastic. Yeah, but uh, but no, that was that was the only thing really. And uh, and as I say, it's it's you know not not to end on a negative. It was just something that struck me. But yeah, all really well, all really well placed, and just overall, just it was just a fantastic night. As I say, the the general atmosphere of the place, the setting, um, the fact that you can sort of go at your own pace. You know, you, you don't you're not stuck on having to go things in a certain order. If something's got a big queue, mm. have a look at a different one, maybe grab a drink. You know, that sort of thing. I uh, I really I really like that. It's it gives it a nice relaxed feel. Um, and uh, it was just a great night out. I highly recommend it. And you know, as as we were saying, I've said a lot about the actors, but really got the full range. You know, the full range of everything that that you would want to see, from scaring me to making me really quite sad. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just just fantastic. So yeah, highly recommend. Perfect. There we go. I think that is a perfect conclusion uh, to this episode as well. So, uh, Polly, a huge, huge thank you uh, for coming back onto Scare Track. And uh, have you got some more scares lined up throughout the month? Yes. Very excited to uh, be back at Screamfest, which is one of my all time favorites. So, Absolutely. going back there soon. Um, Scarefest, obviously, always a highlight. So, really looking forward to that. Um, and I've also got like a kind of more of an indie immersive show lined up as well towards the end of October. So that's going to be fantastic. Not sure what to expect from that one. So yeah, really excited for that. So yeah, should be a good season. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, of course, we'll, we'll be at the Screenfest press night as well. So we'll see you there uh, so we can get you on a on location episode for the first time, which would be great. Um, and yeah, yeah lots yes. of more fun stuff coming up throughout the season. Uh, so there we go. We'll leave it there. Uh, Polly, a huge thank you for coming back onto scare track lovely yeah thank you it's been great to be back on perfect see you soon unlocked vision proud sponsors of the scare track podcast uve are a multi-award winning themed attraction and design company providing bespoke themed attractions theming events and experiences contact uve today by visiting unlockedvision.com 
Now, let's return back to the show. And remember, let's get scared. So there we go, folks. First of all, a huge thank you to Polly for coming back onto the Scare Trap podcast. Love having her as a guest host. And it sounds like that Doncaster Fear Factory sounds pretty damn awesome. Um, I'm kind of jealous I didn't get to go myself. I'm, I'm going to try and squeeze it in, see if there's any way uh, we can get up there. It is a few hours away from us, but maybe one of the nights we might be able to get up there. Um, that's the only issue with October nowadays, really, isn't it, folks? That there's just so many events out there uh, all around the UK that here at Scaretrack, myself and Hannah, we, we only just scratch the surface from uh, these amazing events. We try and cover as much as we can whilst also um, juggling our normal board boring day jobs um so yeah it's great to have polly as a guest host uh she did amazing work with horror box and her written reviews and uh, it's great to have her doing her polly pockets reviews over on the uh social media of scare track as well so if you want a quick little review uh type up go and check those out from polly uh she's a fantastic writer um so yeah go and check those out as well it's also cool to have dan and jess as guest hosts as well obviously down in london they can cover the more southern events for us um but yeah it's just a it's just a slot and we can only cover so much so it's great that uh, polly was able to give us uh, this discussion review episode rather than an on location review episode of the scare Drop podcast so that brings us almost to the end of this episode and a huge thank you uh for listening we really really do appreciate it be sure to join us over on our social media i say it on every episode but now more than ever folks we're on instagram twitter snapchat and facebook just search, search for scare track give us a like give us a follow give us a thumbs up give us a subscribe over on our youtube channel um we love interacting with you folks over uh, the halloween period especially tell us where you've been where you think we should go what's your favorite mazes absolutely everything loads of you have been buying some scare track merch as well really really do appreciate that if you want to rep the scare track podcast while you're visiting all these scare attractions head over to our website scaretrack.co.uk click that merchandise tab and you'll go straight over to our store we have hats we have uh, hoodies we have t-shirts we even have underwear uh, you guys wanted it we got it <laughs> so there we go um that brings us to the end of this episode a huge huge thank you for listening and let's get scared <laughs>